Hey guys, welcome back to your Good Life Now podcast. I am Frankie Martinez, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, taking time to let me inspire you, encourage you to believe in yourself, to believe in God, and to live your good life now. We are in season three, talking about a time to fight where we realize that life uh, does demand that we fight. Sometimes we got to fight more than others. But regardless, as we talked about last week, things that are left alone go from whatever state they're in to a worse state. Things that we fight for, work on, improve. So life demands that we fight. But as we know, the fight sometimes gets tiring. Sometimes when we fight for things that we believe God wants to do in our life, when we fight for things that we really want, that we know, maybe even know that God wants for us, but yet it doesn't seem to go the way we hoped, we wished, or we thought. That's when we can get weary to keep on fighting. That's when we need to realize why we can't quit the fight. And that's the title of today's podcast, why you can't quit the fight. We can't quit the fight because we got to understand we do have an adversary. We have an enemy working against us called the devil who does not want you to win the fight. And let me go so far to say that the devil doesn't want you to win your fight because he knows what's on the other side of your fight. The interesting thing about life We know what we know. We only know what's in front of us and behind us. We can't see unless we're seen through faith. We can't see in front of us. We can't see what lies on the other side of our struggle. We can't see what lies on the other side of our our mountain. We only see what's in front of us and what's behind us. Oh, but God and the devil, they both see what's on the other side. They see what God's working toward. They see what God is preparing for you. There's something on the other side of your struggle that God and the devil both see. And so God is encouraging you and inspiring you to keep fighting. And the devil is discouraging you and from fighting and encouraging you to give up so you can lose what's on the other side waiting for for you. So today I'm going to encourage you and I'm going to inspire you and I'm going to do my thing to tell you why you can't quit this fight. You see, where our faith comes from is from what we see. Faith comes from seeing, whether we're seeing in the natural or the supernatural through the eyes of faith. Our beliefs come from what we see. If you see negative things around you, you start to believe things aren't going to work out. When you see negative things around you, you start to be discouraged. You start to see that things aren't going to go that way. But when you look through the eyes of faith, you see that God is working, that God is moving, that things can change, that it is possible for a miracle in your life, right? So what you see determines what you believe. But what you see is dependent upon what you're looking at. Are you looking at your circumstances or are you looking at the promises of God? Are you looking through the eyes of faith or are you looking through the natural? And so this reminds me, no better story, no better story in the Bible to describe this than the story of Abraham. Now, if you don't know Abraham in the Bible, Abraham is who is considered the father of faith, the father of the faith, okay? 
He's the one, even in the New Testament, God talks to him as the one his faith was credited to him as righteousness. He's the one that God called out. And so Abraham had a mighty call on his life to not just be the father of the faith, but for of generations. He says, through you, God says, I'm going to bless all the nations, okay? Nation after nation, generation after generation. And through, even in the New Testament, we, we see it talked about in the New and Old, that they talk about God as being the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, okay? That's the three generations, Abraham, his son Isaac, and then his son Jacob, okay? Those are the three generations of Abraham. This is super important. Hang out with me for a little bit because it's going to inspire you dramatically okay so drastically should i say <laughs> dramatically and drastically anyway so uh abraham was promised okay to be the father of many nations interesting thing about abraham his wife sarah was barren and couldn't give him a child now how do you think that was for abraham okay here abraham is his biggest promise his biggest blessing on his life was to be a father but yet his wife was barren and couldn't give him a son. Interesting, isn't it? If you even look through that story, Abraham's wife miraculously, you know, God touches her and she ends up getting pregnant later, okay? 25 years, I believe he waited. And they have a son, which is Isaac. Now, Isaac marries somebody who's also barren. And so now, Isaac can't have a son because his wife is barren. God miraculously moves there and Isaac has a son called Jacob. And Jacob marries somebody who's also barren. God miraculously moves there again and Jacob has children. Interesting thing when you look at this story, guys, the greatest blessing and promise on Abraham's life was to be the father of many nations. Do you realize his greatest blessing over his life was also his greatest fight? Oh, I told you it's going to get good, my friends. Abram's greatest blessing was also his greatest fight. Check this out. If you were to look at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob's story, Okay, their legacy, their their history. If you would if you would look at their life with no knowledge of what God said about them, you would think they're cursed, not blessed. Because Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the three um, uh, males were related. Their wives were not related. Their wives came from different places. So Abraham's wife, Sarah, came from somewhere else. Um, his son's wife, Isaac, who was also barren, came from somewhere else. Jacob's wife came from somewhere else. So these wives came from three different places, but yet when they married Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they were all three barren. They all three couldn't have children. I'm telling you, if you were to tell anyone this story, your friend, if you imagine you had a friend who got married and they couldn't have a kid, and then they miraculously had a, had a kid, and then their son married some other person, and they couldn't have a kid, but they pressed through and all this, um, you know, miracles happen and they finally had a kid and their kid gets married and that wife couldn't have a kid either. Now imagine that. Imagine what would you think? What would that look like? What does that look like? Come tell me what that looks like. What that looks like is it looks like Abraham, Isaac and Jacob were cursed. 
It looks like they were cursed because they couldn't have a children. They couldn't have children. Even they married three different women. It wasn't the women. It wasn't like a curse that ran a, a physical thing that ran through the, the, the lineage of the wives life. They weren't even related. They weren't even related. So what you got to understand is this is so mind blowing. This is one of the greatest of revelations that I I love about fighting is that they looked like they were cursed, but they were really blessed. They looked like they were cursed, but they were really blessed. What does that mean? That means some of the things that is your biggest fight could be your biggest blessing. Some of the things that you are fighting against the most that you have maybe fought like Abraham for 25 years, after 25 years of fighting and still not being able to produce the promise and blessing of God, you can start to believe that you're cursed when in reality you have to fight so hard because you're blessed, because the devil doesn't want you to believe that you are what God says you are. The devil heard what God said about Abraham, so he fought with everything he could to make Abraham believe that he was cursed, so he wouldn't be able to have a child. And he did the same to his child and to his grandchild. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had to fight the same battle, which looked like a curse, only because there was such a huge blessing and purpose upon their family. There was such a mighty blessing on that family that it looked like they were cursed, but they were blessed. It was because of the blessing. It was because of what God said about him. See, what I love about the Bible is the Bible says that God begins with the end in mind. In other words, he doesn't create you and wonder what to do with your life. He creates a purpose and then creates you to fulfill that purpose. What that means is that before you were born, and there was already a purpose declared over your life. And because there was a purpose declared over your life, that means God and the devil both heard the purpose declared over your life. And if God and the devil both know what your destiny is, then they're both fighting one to pre prevent you from reaching that destiny and the other to empower you to get to that destiny. This is why you cannot let what you see with your eyes determine who you are. You cannot let what you see with your eyes discourage you from what God says in your heart. You cannot let what you see with your eyes discourage what you hear in your spirit because it doesn't matter what you see. It matters what did God say. I'm going to say it again. It doesn't matter what you see. It matters what did God say. When God speaks to you, when God gives you a word, that is a word from God. And what does the Bible say? That what is born of God is born of an incorruptible seed. It means it cannot die. It cannot die. It's invincible. What's born of God cannot die. That's why some of your dreams that were born of God, they shock you that you have an inkling to still believe for it after all these years. After all these years of believing for the dream that God put in your heart, even when you can't see it, you're wondering why isn't it coming to pass? It must not be God, but there's something deep down inside of you that won't quit, that won't give up, that won't let that dream go because what is born of God is born of in corruptible seed, that means it cannot die. That's why that dream inside you won't die. It don't matter how long it takes. It don't matter what the devil puts in front of you to make you believe something else. It don't matter what happens around you. That dream on the inside of you is born of God and it is alive and it is 
it is still there. The fact that it's still alive proves it's of God. It proves that it's not your dream. It's not your fantasy. It's not your wishful thinking. It is the divine purpose of God over your life. And he put it there to, to show you that it's of him. It doesn't die because it's proving to you that it's not your dream. It's God's dream. And man, if it's God's dream, you better believe. You better get your hope up. You better stop being discouraged by what you see. And you better believe that what God has for you is greater, is greater than what anybody else can say, is greater than what the devil tries to to, to make you see. Now, imagine Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Imagine their wives, imagine their struggle. We read it as a a, a book, okay, a story in a book of the Bible. It was their life. They had to live through this day after day after day. And it's such a powerful story. If you study in the book of Genesis, you'll see there's so much. I, I, could, I could teach on this and speak on this for weeks because it's so powerful what happens in their life as they believe, as God takes Abraham through this process of seeing the unseen and bringing it into the natural and letting it come to pass. God speaks to him. And he begins to to change Abraham's thinking. He even changed his name to Abram, which means father, to Abraham, which means father of many nations. In other words, change to what, what you say about yourself, Abram. You're not just a father. You're a father of many. And here he is calling, calling himself the father of many nations. And he don't even have one son. What a fool he looked like. Wow, embarrassing that must have been for him to walk around, everyone calling him the father of many nations, knowing he doesn't even have a son. It wasn't until he was 99, 100 years old, they finally had their son. Imagine how that must have felt to live that life. Generations, you know, uh, and they all had to go through this fight. Every generation, Abram, his son Isaac, his son Jacob, they all fought the same thing. What does that mean? That means that you cannot quit your fight because of what you see. You cannot quit your fight because of what things look like. You cannot quit your fight because of what it looks like. You cannot quit your fight because of how long it's taken you. You cannot quit the fight because it's born of God. You can't. Let me go further. It's not just about not quitting the fight. You cannot let what you see determine what you believe. You got to walk by faith and not by sight. You got to walk by faith and not. If you want to step into the supernatural, you got to walk by faith and not by sight. And that means the devil worked so hard for Abram to stare at a barren womb, for Sarah to stare at a barren womb, for Isaac, for Jacob, for the three generations to stare at a barren womb day after day, year after year. The devil tried to put this facade over them to get them to give up their faith, to give up their hope. But God kept Abram alive. How did God, I love this. I love this. You know what God told Abram? When Abram was getting discouraged, when Abraham was was going through this faith walk, God says, Abram, I want you to go outside and look at the stars. As many stars as you can see, that's as many children as I'm going to bless you with. And Abraham, I want you to go outside. I want you to look at the sand. Look at the grains of the sand and count them. 
That's as many as your generations will be. That's as many as your blessing. Your children are going to be that many children. Why did God do that? Because God understood what the devil was doing. The devil was trying to get Abraham to see something negative, to see a barren womb so he'd be discouraged. And God flipped the switch on the devil. God says, Abraham, forget what he's telling you. Listen to me. You look up at the stars and you see the multiple stars in the sky. You count as many as you can see. And that's what I want you to stare at. And when you look at the ground, you see why when you look up and when you look down, because when you're looking up, when things are going good and you're feeling on top of the world and your head is lifted high, you're going to see the stars in the sky. And it's going to remind you of my promise over your life. But even the days when you're down, even the days when you're discouraged and your head is low and all you could see is the ground beneath your feet, you will see and be reminded of the promise of God and see how many children I promise to bless you with. So whether you're looking up or whether you're looking down, you're going to see the promise of God. You're going to be reminded of the promise of God. You're going to be reminded to see what I promised you, not what the devil wants you to look at. Because what the devil wants you to look at, the circumstances, the physical conditions, they will discourage you and it will sap the faith out of your life. But oh, my friend, if you will lift up your head and look at the stars, you will be reminded of the promise of God. Even when you're down, if you look and count the the, the grains of sand on the ground, you will be reminded of the promise of God. What does that mean? It means don't forget the promises of God. Whether you're feeling up or down, don't forget the promises of God. Even when you're feeling good, you can forget the promises, right? The Bible says when he blesses you with abundant of wealth, don't forget it's I who have given you the power to get wealth. So even when you're living in a place of blessing, you can forget God. And man, it's we obviously know when we're in times of discouragement, we can forget God. God say, no, don't forget it. Don't forget the blessing of God. Whether you're feeling great or you're feeling low, remember the promise of God. Why? See the promise of God. Whatever you are going through, whatever fight you're facing, you cannot quit this fight. You got to close your eyes. Stop staring at the circumstances. Stop staring at how things are so bad in the natural and start seeing, close your eyes and see through the eyes of faith, the promise of God being fulfilled over your life, the promise of God working out for your life. Even though you may have been barren for 25 years, see God working it out now. See it happening because it's going to happen for you. And let me tell you something, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, three generations fighting this this for this promise why did they have to fight so hard they had to fight so hard because they were the ones that god chose to carry this blessing for even in the new testament he's referred to as the father of faith to set the example he fought so hard they their family had to fight so hard because they had to set the bar for what faith is really all about they set the bar. They had to fight so hard because they were the example on how to produce the miraculous in your life. And so I'm wondering why you had to fight so hard. I'm wondering why you're having to fight so hard right now. Could it be that you have to fight so hard? You see, some of you listening to this podcast, you're like, man, why? I, I just don't even know if God has this for me anymore. I don't even know if that's really the will of God anymore. Oh, do, lift your head up. Stop looking down. I'm telling you, 
Mm, some of you listening to this podcast, why did you have to fight so hard? Why is it so hard for you to get your breakthrough? Because you don't know the amount of influence your breakthrough is going to have. You don't know that you're not just fighting for yourself. You're fighting. Abraham wasn't just fighting for himself. He was fighting for Isaac. Isaac wasn't just fighting for himself. He was fighting for Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they were not fighting for themselves. They were fighting for their future generations of faith, which includes you and me. I'm telling you, the fight is harder when you got to fight for somebody else. And if the fight is super hard for you, I'm wondering who you're fighting for. You're not just fighting for yourself. You're not just, not just about your blessing. It's not just about your breakthrough. It's not just about your cute little promise from God so you can feel good. Oh, I'm telling you, you might be fighting super hard because you're fighting for somebody you don't even know. You're fighting for a future generation. You're fighting for your grandchildren. You're fighting for your great-grandchildren. You have no idea the breakthrough that you're going to produce in your life if you don't quit. If you don't quit. I'm telling you, this podcast, I entitle it, Why You Can't Quit the Fight. Why you can't quit the fight is because one, it's not just about your promise. It's about who you really are. You can't quit the fight because God's trying to show you who you really are. You can't quit the fight too because the fight isn't just about you. The fight is about the generations after you. Three, you can't quit the fight because you have no idea the amount of influence your breakthrough is going to have in other people's life. I'm telling you, we can learn from this situation. We can learn from this story. We can learn from Abraham's awesome example on why you can't quit the fight. So listen, I know I get a little worked up on this. And I know that because some of you, I have to get worked up. You got to understand it. Now, now this is my podcast mode, okay? I'm not not preaching right now. If I was preaching, I would be 10 times more worked up. (laughs) But I'm trying to be podcast mode. I'm trying to chill out and just talk to you. But sometimes I got to get like this when I talk because I am... We got to break the devil from lying off of your life. Sometimes the devil lies to you so hard where it takes a a strong talk like this to inspire you, to encourage you, to get you to believe in yourself and to stop believing those lies because I need you to step into your purpose. You need to step into everything that God has for you. You got to do it. There's somebody waiting for you on the other side. There's a generation waiting. They're counting on you to win this fight of faith. So man, I just hope today's short message would just inspire you and just give you some mm back in your fight. Get your fight back. Just to get your fight back. That's all this podcast is about. I need you to get your fight back. I need you to stop even thinking and quitting and say, listen, we're going to go for this. We're going to overcome. We're going to make this happen and God is going to move and we're going to see great things in your life. It's more than just you. You're fighting for other generations. You're fighting for people coming after you. Just because things look like a curse in your life, your greatest struggle could be your biggest blessing. Don't be deceived by what you see. Abraham's greatest struggle was really his greatest blessing. Could that be true for you?
Could it be true for you? Yes, it is. I'm telling you, if that dream is still alive, it's born of God. So I hope this encourages you and inspires you. I'm telling you, if it did, please let me know. DM me. Uh, tag me on Instagram. DM us on Instagram. Email us at yourgoodlifenow at yahoo.com. You can message us on uh, YouTube, uh, TikTok, Instagram, anywhere you can find us. I would love to hear from you that this message just broke something off of your life and inspired you and encouraged you to fight for more than yourself. You can't quit because it's bigger than you. It's bigger than your, it, it, it's it's about your future generations. It's about your offspring. It's about the blessing behind you, all right? So listen, I hope you were inspired and encouraged and I look forward to inspiring you to overcome some more next week. So until then, my friends, cheers to your good life. I'm living that good, good life I'm just living that good, good life I'm just living that good, good life I'm just living that good, good life Good, good life, yeah.